Hello, this is John Smallwood, Senior Wealth Advisor with Smallwood Wealth Management. And today I wanted to dive into something that I think would be very helpful for a lot of people. A few years ago, we created a document called the Wealth Curve Pressure Identifier. And the document sort of looks like this. So if you're listening to it on the podcast, there's a video on the website. We're going to have a download of what we're discussing. But this wealth curve pressure identifier conversation is something that we walk through with our clients on a regular basis. And as I'm reflecting on what's going on with the economy, with the virus, with COVID-19, these are pretty scary times. And I think it's important that we focus on some of the fundamental points of the plan and go back to the basics. And what I find is I do these pressure identifier conversations frequently, and it helps me get clear on what I really need to be focusing on, what I need to be doing. This is important, okay? So when you start to think about where we were 90 days ago, 70 days ago, 45 days ago, the economy was booming, it was here, we didn't have a lot of knowledge about what was going to happen. We didn't have a lot of understanding of how infectious COVID-19 was. We didn't have an understanding that the entire worldwide economy would basically, you know, shut down in a lot of cases. But in a lot of cases, it's going and it's doing wonderful. And, you know, as, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a corporate executive or as a manager, Everybody has a unique role that they're playing in the company that they work for. But one of the key components is as we go through what we're going through, part of the success in coming out of this is understanding, am I prepared to go through what I have to go through? How long is the tunnel out of what we're talking about to get to where we're headed? We don't know. It's it's an unknown. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that are going to come up and and be different than we think it is. We can make really good decisions today. Thirty days from now, we'll look back at those decisions and we'll be able to look at them with rearview mirror or hindsight investing. And I think that's a really important concept that you have to make decisions today with the best information that they have. Now, for, for most of us, these decisions are going to be different based upon the makeup of our plan. And the key that I wanted to focus on is there's about nine areas that I think are crucial to really navigating through financial pressure. A couple of years ago, we did a video, it's on our website, it's financial planning, the big picture. In this video, I walk through about 32 financial pressures, one of them a global black swan event in there, that these are financial pressures and these put pressure on our financial plans. I'd love for you to take a, a view of that video and tell me, your, tell me your comments on it. But I think what's important is to navigate through this financial crisis, this virus, 
this is get is getting back to basics and having confidence in the financial strategy that you've put together. So in the download is the guide to navigating financial pressure in this is a copy of this wealth curve pressure identifier form and it is a tool that I find to be very, when you're done with it, it's a very clean and concise way of thinking about your, your, your money. You may want to do one big picture, meaning do it without a lot of information. And then you might want to dig down deep and really understand a couple areas. So the most important part moving forward is so many people have very unique dynamics with their family and their family in more ways than one directly impacts their financial stability, both positively and negatively. As you enter into the process here, there are many different dynamics that you're dealing with. Okay. So getting a good handle on me, my spouse, my kids, my parents, my grandkids, my, which I don't have, but my, my cousins, people that are close to me, what's going on in their lives that is going to impact me in a financial manner? Do I need to do something different today than I was doing two or three months ago to help those people? Or can I use those people that are in my life to be a helpline for myself? And we don't know that, right? But understanding that dynamic is going to be really important for a lot of people. When we start to look at the income sources, these, this is a time where your income sources are going to be dramatically changed in a lot of cases. Some of them won't change at all. Some of them will change, you know, upward. Some of them will change downward depending upon what type of business that you're in, where you are in your career, et cetera. Now there's government stimulus, there's things that can help you out from that perspective, but we're going to, we're not going to spend time on that. What I want to understand is that if I'm sitting here on the income side, and this is the second thing in the guide, the first is family, the second is income. Where are my income sources now? How resilient are those income sources? Will they change through this? If I'm retired, you know, social security, pensions, withdrawal rate, I really want to look back and say, where is the money coming in and how secure are those sources of money? Where are the dangers in this? So I understand it, right? From a tax perspective, there's a lot of tax incentives that we're going to receive as a result of this. It's from a business owner perspective. There's already great tax incentives out from the SECURE Act and the 2017 tax law change, the TC. Tax Law Act of 2017, which seems like an eternity ago. So many changes in the taxes, but finding ways to minimize the tax burden becomes extremely important, right? And looking to maximize the tax benefits should be a consistent, constant battle that we're always against, okay? Meaning, it's our money. We want to keep it. We want to keep as much of it as we possibly can. The taxation of that 
meaning it's not just the earned income, but it's the asset income, the dividends and the distributions and all the money that we receive from other sources. How is it impacting and playing into the taxes? And what can I do in planning so between now and the end of the year, we can do that. One of the things that's important in a taxable portfolio is generating tax losses. It's called tax loss harvesting. This is a time to do that. If you haven't been doing that in your plan, you want to take advantage of those things. Okay. But the sheer magnitude of what we're talking about coming up to the savings rate, if my income is changing and or my family is putting pressure, my savings rate is going to dramatically change. And I need to understand within the savings rate, what is really important? What is stuff that I can change quickly? I may be maxing out my 401k plan and my income May, my bonuses may not be there. So I may need to reduce the 401k, but do I reduce it so that I still get the match? Will I be able to come back and get you know back in by the end of the year? How much money is going into debt reduction? How much money, you know, and that's accelerated debt reduction. That's not, you know, if I have a if I have credit cards and I'm paying what I spend every month, that's not debt reduction. But if I've accumulated a balance in, in the credit cards and I'm paying a significant amount of principal in addition to the current charges, that is considered debt reduction. How much money is going into savings accounts? How much money is going into equities? How much money is going into bonds? Where's the money going? And I need to really sit back and assess should I redirect some of these savings right now? Should I increase my cash position? Should I get rid of debts quicker, faster? What's hanging over me is different for everybody that's in this conversation. But this, this tool of understanding where the money's going and then how do I redesign the savings that are available in the plan? How do I make sure that I can adjust the, the savings so that I don't cannibalize things? But I, not, my, I might need to stop everything. I might need to load up on one area. You know, a lot of times we don't have any need to stop savings, but the market is down and we're afraid. That's not something we should be doing at this moment. We should be putting more money in if we have the capacity to do that. But if we have other areas that are hurting our income, our income sources are under threat, we then need to redirect, stop and change these things. Okay, so it's super important that we do this. Right now is a really important time to be looking at your debt structure. Student loans, credit cards, mortgages, interest rates are at all time lows, but I'm starting to see a lot of banks changing their lending criteria, which was something that was probably needed. But again, it comes at a point when it becomes more difficult to borrow money for some people that could put you in jeopardy. As we go through this, one of the things that we're going to talk about is having liquidity and making sure that you have enough liquidity based upon where you are. As you start to go through this, some of the debts that you have may be business related debts that you've personally guaranteed. Are you buffered enough to handle those if the business slows down? Okay. This is something, the lifestyle aspect of this, and I typically go through this and say income, 
less taxes, less the savings rate, less the debts equals lifestyle. And that's true for a lot of people, but this is one of these points where we really need to dig in and adapt and adjust our lifestyle and really look at, be very critical of it. Is it, are we spending money in the right places? Are we spending too much here? Are we not spending enough over here? But there's tremendous tools that are available to you to really track the daily spending habits that you have. And now that we're home, and living, not doing as much, we're getting used to doing certain things. But the key is the savings rate percentage, the income tax percentage, the debt percentage, all these things need to be an optimal balance so that you can navigate through this. Now, as things change, you're going to need to optimize that balance. Now, one of the things that's really important to us in the financial planning process is the asset balance and having a certain amount of liquidity available at all times. And typically what we're looking at is, do, do I have enough liquidity, ready money, 50% of the annual income or you know, six months of living expenses in liquid savings that I can attack? If I don't, and we're sitting here looking at the next three to four months, what we should be considering is, how much liquid, how much in, how much should I increase the liquidity now to make sure that I can get through the next 60, 90 days here as the economy turns and, and it comes back? The asset balance, meaning how much is in savings, how much is in opportunity, which would be a shorter defensive thing. Life insurance cash values could be considered that. How much is in retirement plans versus taxable accounts? How much is real real estate, personal use real estate, rental income? Do I have problems with my rental income, meaning my tenants aren't paying me, but I still have debts? If I'm a business owner or I work for a large corporation, I have stock options. I have st restricted stock plans, discounted stock plans. How much money is here and what's the balance? And what I find is that typically we become overweight as time goes on. And the, as we become overweight, more and more company stock, more and more money in the 401k inside of company stock, not enough liquidity. We want to make sure that this balance is really optimized so that the risk levels are neutralized on it. But I'm not saying no risk because this is not a time to get out of the market. That balance of the assets always needs to be in the right balance. But what happens is when things start to move at certain rates, meaning something's going up a lot bigger than something else, we tend to push more money into that, which creates more risk. And what we want to do is this is a point where we want to rebalance and redefine what that risk is. As I move into this, the eighth area is future inflow versus outflow. And examples of this are there's commitments that we've made, kids going to college, you know, helping out family members, you know, maybe receiving an inheritance or getting an annual gift from a family member that we may not be getting because they're in financial crisis also. Understanding what these current future outlays that are coming up and how quickly they are and maybe looking at alternative ways to modify and adapt what you're doing. I was talking to somebody the other day 
he's got his second child going to college and they, you know, one graduating and things are a little bit different. So what we're doing is how can we utilize student loans to work ourselves through this process where in the past, maybe we wouldn't have used student loans. And that's, this is something that is a very realistic thing that is extremely important to understand. I may need to defer some of these things. I may need to defer payment of those things. I may need to rethink exactly how I'm doing this. If my child is going to school, I may need to look at different ways to benefit from using the state systems because everything else in my plan is impacted. This is so unique to the individual, but you could see how everything is connected, right? And when, when we enter the ninth area and I start looking about looking at the defense, this is the weak point in most people's plans. They don't have the right wills. They don't have the right amount of life insurance. They don't have the right amount of disability insurance or long-term care or an umbrella amount. Since we're home, we're doing things differently. This is a point to get insured, make sure that your insurance is done properly, etc. The reality is we're in some times that are going to require confidence. They're going to require clarity. It's going to get scary. Dan Sullivan, who is known as the strategic coach, put out a great guide recently called the Scary Time Success Manual, where he was talking about how important it is to be present and to be focused on helping people and bringing this world back. And I believe that is 100% true. But in order to do that, you need to make sure that you have confidence in your plan. And even if it's short-term confidence, I need to sure something up short-term and make some adjustments. It's how do I get myself back into the right frame of mind so that I can go back to what I do, focus on what I do, help people in, in my sphere of clients. And I'm talking about you individually, okay? Not just us, but this is, it's a different thinking. And I, and I think through this, it's going to be super important to rethink your plan, rethink everything that you're doing in your financial strategies, rethinking your future, where your income is going to come from, the time frame in which that's going to last. You know, all these decisions are super important. So the resources are here available for you. We have the guide to navigating financial pressure in this is the wealth curve pressure identifier tool for you to use. We have other resources that are available on the website. Five Ways Your Wealth Under Attack is available. You can request a free book at this moment. We have a new book coming out in May called It's Your Wealth, Keep It. We have numerous podcasts to help you get through this. After you're done, like in our process, one of the things that we want to do is I find this is better to do with somebody. If I do it by myself, I'm not necessarily as honest as I need to be. But if I do it with my spouse or I do it with my financial advisor, I do it with somebody. It now makes me more accountable for what I'm doing and more importantly, accountable for the changes that I want to make. Okay. And I think it's important that we take that, that decision 
and we we make the decision to focus on getting that clarity, bringing back, you know, making the right steps now to give us the confidence to go through what we're going through to get out on the other end. When we're out on the other end, I think it's a bigger picture later to come back and revisit, rethink, retool, refocus. But I think small moves every day, every week, every month are going to make the most amount of sense. So we're here as a resource. You can set up a wealth curve pressure identifier conversation. It's a 30, 20 to 30 to 40 minute conversation, no obligation, completely free. Two, you can actually go further than that and have us do what we call a wealth curve blueprinting process, which is a formal dive that creates a document similar to this that has more content. And then from there, we create a scorecard, which basically ranks all of these things based upon who you are, your savings rate, your tax rates. And it becomes the guide to say, where are the changes that I should make? Thank you for listening today. There'll be more on this and look forward to helping you and assisting you in any way that I can. Thank you. Have a great day. Welcome to the end of the video. Smallwood Wealth Management is an investment advisor representative. The opinions expressed by Smallwood Wealth Management and guests on this show are their own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice, information presented for this educational purposes only. Moreover, no listener should assume that any discussions or information presented serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized advice from Smallwood Wealth Management or from any other investment professional and is not intended as an offer of solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Smallwood Wealth Management is not a law firm or an accounting firm, and no portion of this presentation should be interpreted as legal, accounting, or tax advice. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Thank you for listening.